Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to your Ultimate Life. Today we're doing episode 600. We have finally reached number 600. Been talking about that coming up for a few a few episodes. We are uh, privileged today to have a, a special guest, as we do periodically, Keith Engelhart. Keith, welcome to the show. My pleasure, and uh, looking forward to celebrating your 600 milestone here. <laughs> Yeehaw. So this podcast is dedicated to creating the ultimate life, and I have a particular definition. I, I define the ultimate life as having a life that you love, obviously, but a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy created by serving with your divine gifts. How would you define an ultimate life? Well, we uh, resonate on purpose, prosperity, and joy. Um, an extension of that is uh, experiencing a complete exuberance and fulfillment um, that primarily uh, for me, comes from sharing my divine gifts uh, w- with others, uh, having uh, had a long journey to that <laughs> awakening. Uh, and these days, there's very little that I do that doesn't align with uh, that purpose, prosperity, and joy, as well as sharing divine gifts. Well, that's fantastic. And I know the reason I invited you to come on is because when we had a chance to meet through Lunch Club, I I really enjoyed your message. I enjoyed what you do. And it seemed like you would have a good good, um, take and and some good examples and stuff of, of adding good to the world. So we hear a lot. And we see a lot online about people saying, you know, do what you love and the money will follow and all this sort of stuff, the promises, the life of your dreams and so forth. So the next question to really dig into here is, do you think living the ultimate life is possible or is that a bunch of hype? I think it's quite possible. I doubted that uh, for a lot of my years in my youth and early adult uh, or adult life. Um, and it took me a process and a journey, a lot of pain points, including trauma, uh, recovering, so forth, to get to that point where uh, I can be in alignment with purpose, prosperity, and joy and fulfillment. And um, you mentioned doing what one loves is a common mantra from success gurus. And I might love to eat potato chips, but that's not going to be fulfilling in life. For me, it's being in line with my core values. And my core values are to primarily to evolve, develop my highest potential, to uh, learn, to teach, to create, to problem solve, and to serve. And for me, when I'm in alignment with those core values, not buying into other narratives from car- culture and society, um, I'm at my best and I can serve at my best, as well as assist people on their journey of evolution in life. 
That's so cool. So let's dig into those five things you said, learn, teach. And I didn't get all five of them. I didn't write them down, but you had them right there. So tell us how you do that. You you do, you've developed that. You, you will talk about traumas and struggles and obstacles in a minute. But right now, let's just talk about what you do in that process of learning and teaching and sharing and helping people do that. Tell, tell us more about that. Okay, well, there's very little in my day that doesn't involve learning. I, I just, from my childhood, had a natural curiosity and, and wanting to learn and how things uh, worked, served me in my technical careers, but all most importantly, how this piece of biology w works. None of us popped into life with a user's manual, so to speak. So <laughs> it's been a bit of a journey figuring that out, but um, I'm a keen student of neuroscience, uh, so I now know a lot about brain body biology and having uh, studied, um, practiced and taught yoga, meditation and mindfulness, those ancient sciences, that's been a big part of my own evolution of mastering, you know, one state where you can go through life in a state of uh, equanimity and um, not waste life energy on angst or stress and so 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 forth. And you can't learn <laughs> when you're in those states, when your brain's hijacked, uh, your amygdala's hijacked by stress, your learning recall centers are offline um, or uh, completely <laughs> um, squelched. So, so um, every day I start the day with learning something that could be listening to an audiobook, re reading, watching a video, whatever. It's one of the first activities uh, after my feet hit the floor uh, in the morning. And uh, all through the day, I look for opportunities to learn from others and uh, continue to grow and then give it back, teach. What can I provide as value and knowledge to others? Because uh, fundamentally, I think that's why we pop into the world um, is to evolve and be our full potential. Uh, our cultural containers don't often support that, but. Uh, well, that's a really interesting thing. You said two things I'd like you to talk a little bit more about. One is about getting into that state of um, connectedness or flow or what, you know, I want you to use the words that make sense to you, but talk about doing that on purpose and why that's so important. Well, it's important because uh, we can't be all we can be when our biology is hijacked with stress, anxiety, uh, et cetera, angst, and um, modern life <laughs> triggers that at so many levels. So for me, uh, I've learned and mastered various techniques that come from yoga and meditation. One of the easiest ways is the the having the control of one's breath. When you can slow the breath down to a four or five breaths per minute, which is a challenge for most people because it's usually up around nine or 10 and even 15 or higher, which is in the stress mode. And controlling the regulation and ratio of the breath is another way to quiet and activate your parasympathetic nervous system, the calming rest renewal states. And um, it can be done just by focusing the breath and with curiosity, observing it being mindful of it, be present with it. Uh, what's it feel like for the breath to flow in, flow out? Is the belly rising, the chest rising? Every nuance, when you can train the brain to be in that moment, in the present, what we focus on and repeat, we get good at. So I've mastered my ability to control my state of equanimity. Instead of getting outside triggers, um, there's an infinite number of responses to 
outside events in life, and one of them is no response. So, so I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I love that. And I so focusing on learning to control your breath and slowing it down to allow you to get into a state of equanimity and making choices about your response. And of course, you noted one response is no response. You said something else that I thought was really valuable. You talked about our cultural container doesn't allow that kind of focus and stuff very often. Talk a little bit more about, number one, why that's true, and two, what we should do or could do about that. Well, a quick comparison to my childhood. Uh, uh, we didn't have a television in the house at age 12, so we didn't have those media distractions. We were outside playing, doing, engaging with life out in nature and so forth. These days, we have a metaphor of 24-7, 365, the gas pedals to the floor. You know, we go, go, go and do, do, do until sometimes we get up and get in deep doo-doo when we exceed the allostatic load and capability of our body to balance itself. Uh, we're going to get in some sort of trouble. You know, seen that movie? <laughs> Done that, got the T-shirt, moved on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier um, there were kinds of struggles and things that were part of your journey to, to get to this place of equanimity and get to this place of measured and intentional response to this madness around us. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you overcame and what you learned in the process of overcoming those things. Well, it started rather early in life, age three. Uh, I lost an older sibling three years, my senior, fell off a slide, cracked his skull and died three days later. And uh, that was a lot of trauma to the family. Um, at that age, you didn't know what the heck happened. Uh, nobody talked about it or whatever. Uh, they didn't have mental health system supports for even the parents and, and that. And so all of a sudden one of your siblings is gone. <laughs> That's right. a traumatic event. And then there's others in, in, in life, in adult life, lost two parents in the same year, three months apart, another relative that same year, uh, lost a jo job and uh, a whole series of other calamities. And there's only so much um, allostatic load or capacity that we can take to uh, handle stress or trauma. And uh, literally snapped, spent 16 days in a hospital, which wasn't a pleasant experience, didn't help me in any way, shape, or form. I uh, came out actually in worse state than when I went in. But having um, serendipitously crossed the paths with those three disciplines that I mentioned, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, it just transformed my life because uh, the experience, the shift in state from those levels of trauma to what was experienced just after the first class caught my attention <laughs> and has been a lifelong pursuit ever since. And I guide others to the, that same um, capability is to recover from even trauma and PTSD by knowing how their biology works and mastering their state. So that's, that's powerful. So a, a lot of death, uh, illness, job loss, trauma in that way. And you discovered yoga, mindfulness and meditation, which Together, we're a powerful tool for you to 
take control of your state. And then you mentioned you help others. So that that's right into my next thought. One of the things that I talk a lot about on this podcast and in life in general is adding good to the world because, you know, we add carbon dioxide, but we can also <laughs> intentionally add good. I'd like you to tell us what you do to with your work to add good to the world. Well, uh, I blend those ancient sciences as well with modern neuroscience, how the brain works and how we can regulate our biology, because science now backs up those wisdom traditions. You can see brain scans of how you can flatline the stress centers in the brain, for example. So I provide a number of programs uh, that um, help people awaken to that capability. Uh, um, one of the people I follow these days does some amazing things <laughs> and does it on two to four hours of sleep a night. And that would stress most people. <laughs> and he's able to do it because he's mastered his uh, inner engineering, so to speak. So I do this same, uh, provide a number of uh, venues for people, coaching, classes, um, mastermind groups, a whole slew of people can look at my bio at keithengelhart.com to kind of get a sense of what I'm up to these days. But um, I do it because there's too many people suffering in life. Uh, uh, stress is epidemic on the planet. It, planet. it costs corporations billions of dollars in lost productivity costs a year. year. And um, we don't have to go through life. It just happens to be our containers that we're in. We can learn to be in the system, but not of the system. We can literally choose a different path in life. So you have coaching, you have products, you have masterminds that are aimed at addressing the epidemic stress that we have. And we certainly have seen the increase and escalation of that in the uncertainty and the drama and trauma caused by this pandemic for the last two years. And uh, you provide your intention and your love and heart is spent on helping people learn to take control of that and then realize they don't have to be overwhelmed and, and feel like they're out of control with all these externalities that they can write their own life path, essentially, regardless of what's going on around them. Yeah. Is that right? Exactly. We don't have control of uh, the various things that happen in life, the things that cross our path, but we always, when we have that awareness and have mastered uh, uh, certain techniques, have the ability to um, choose how we respond uh, and how it impacts us. And a great deal of our uh, stress and anxiety in life, or even PTSD, is due to our responses to outside events. Uh, okay, that's fantastic. So I can see, uh, but I don't want to say it wrong, Sawatch Solutions. You got it. It's named for the mountain range uh, in Colorado, I used to hike in my 20s. I love the ring of the, the sound of the name, so I use it as a brand. Uh, a sub-brand is Neuro Yoga Zone, a blend of neuroscience and yoga and uh, the meditation mindfulness that I mentioned. So you can enter your Neuro Yoga Zone and experience a whole different uh, flow and uh, experience that joy and equanimity that leads you to purpose and prosperity in life. So Sawatch Solutions, Neuro Yoga Zone, and I heard you say KeithEnglehart.com. Are those the best ways a, to get a hold of That's just kind of a bio and link that everybody can kind of 
because I have a number of, I got about a dozen different websites with various ventures. I'm an intuitive introvert uh, and an HSP, a highly sensitive person. And that group uh, of people uh, often feel isolated and ostracized. So I serve that audience uh, since I had the awakening that it's to be celebrated. Some of the most successful people on the planet are introverts. Warren Buck, Zuckerberg, Mark, uh, or Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Warren <laughs> Buffett, Larry Page, Richard Branson, the name of you. Wow. Uh, so what's the very best way for someone to get better acquainted with you and take advantage of some of the discoveries that you've made and the opportunities that you offer to help them get rid of the stress, pressure, and to chart their own path? Well, the kind of entry point for most people, it's easiest, just keithengelhart.com. You'll see uh, the other two brands that I mentioned listed there and other endeavors that I'm uh, engaged with. Uh. That's fantastic. So I really want to thank you today for coming, for sharing with us the key insights that we don't have to be overwhelmed. We choose our responses. It can start with something as simple as slowing your breathing and being mindful of that, that the mix of yoga, meditation, and mindfulness has been a path for you to, to discover and to take advantage of this and that you've created a number of ways to help people and especially those that are highly sensitive people and introverted who might be overwhelmed. Uh, thank you for coming and sharing all that with us today, Keith. My pleasure. It's been an absolute delight uh, ch chatting with you. I always enjoy our conversations when we cross paths. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. So I want to encourage you, uh, listeners, to take advantage of this. Go check out Keith and his, the stuff that he's got that he's talked to us about. And I certainly echo that. My, I've written a number of books on meditation and really know that that is a powerful tool to disconnect you from the stress and the nonsense that goes on around you. And as you pursue your own path, as Keith has outlined today, you will be able to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow... This is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.